The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is not live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Howdy, howdy, generinos, and welcome to another action-packed episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're up to episode 267. Uh, this, um, this went out to Saki Kabara, um, who is, well, was the man who brought us pride fighting, and now he's bringing us Ryzen fighting, and he's uh, getting us our Japanese MMA fix on New Year's Eve, uh, which is a, a grand tradition. Um, the old school heads out there know that it used to be an exciting night for MMA uh, New Year's Eve was, and that's is no different this year because um, Ryzen and uh, Mr. Saki Kabara has put on another stellar show. Now, last episode we broke down Ryzen versus Bellator, which is basically, if you want to consider it, the main card, the pay-per-view portion, so to speak, of of the night. Uh, this episode we're going to break down the you want to call them prelims, but it's basically it's a it's a full fight card of uh, um, stack fight card. It's called Ryzen 40, and it will be taking place the same evening as Ryzen versus Bellator. So. I am one of your hosts of this year episode, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for listening to us. Our numbers continue to trend up, which is great. If you are listening to us on our on the SGPN feed, um, go and find our actual MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Subscribe to that. Um, give it five stars, too, if you're on Spotify or rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, that, that'll help us continue to grow our audience. Um, the man who brings most of the ears to our show, uh, man whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard it's Dan- daniel gumby vreeland let's introduce him now Hello. you know when you when you said he brings all of the ears to our show i was yep. wondering if that was who, who even i don't even know who sang that song but i was wondering if it was a reference to that song of course it is of course yeah it is. Do, do you know off the top of your head who sings that song yeah she was married to Nas for a while what's her name now she's a chef i believe so how i know you, lots of things about her i can't remember her name say, how, do, how do you know more about I, I, I want to say RB rap than I do. I want to say Kasha, but it's not Kasha um, because she, she's something different. I'm going to look it up. Uh, milkshake was Callus. I was close. Callus. Uh, yeah, I, I, you could have paid me a million dollars and I'd given me 10 years to come up with it and I would have never come up with that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> look there at you. Look at you. Look at this, you. Is, <laughs> this isn't a, a Callus podcast, so uh, I don't know how many listeners we would get for that, but. Um, Yes, we're here to discuss <laughs> to, to discuss Ryzen, Ryzen 40, which is uh, you you were pretty excited. I remember when I originally mentioned this fight card to you, and and you looked up who was on it. Yeah, well, because originally I looked up, uh, you know, like I knew Ryzen Bellator was kind of like the main card, yeah. right? So I assumed they filled the prelims with you know a bunch of bullshit, uh, and then I looked and you know two really awesome prospects, maybe the best atom weight in the world, three fighters. Uh, actually four fighters, one of those fights we're not even going to break down, but a bunch of fighters who are fighting uh, that used to be in the UFC, one fresh out of the UFC, uh, 
you know, it, it's just like a uh, a pretty fun round of of people you've mostly heard of, uh, even if you're not a big Japanese MMA fan. No, so household names almost. Some of them, I guess. One of them is a legit household name. Yes. If you're Although, an MMA fan and you don't know John Dodson, like you should know John Dodson, unless yeah. you're like very new to MMA. It's true. Yeah, he has been on a bit of a skid, but um, we'll get to that soon enough. Um, we will break down. Actually, let's start breaking down this card right now, shall we? So this is it's going down Saturday night, New Year's Eve, 4 a.m. Eastern time on on the East Coast here. If you want to watch it live, um, and it's being broadcast in the U.S. on Fight TV. I'm sure there's other means out there somewhere whisper whisper to watch it but uh, that's the official broadcast i don't know where it's going to be streamed in canada or anywhere else in the world but uh it's on at 4 a.m like i said and it's it's the prelude to bellator versus ryzen um which is on shown on tape delay here which is which you will need to know if you want to bet on it it's it's uh, starting <laughs> it's starting uh starting in the morning like before noon it'll probably be starting on the east coast so make sure you get your bets in um and then I'm sure there's some way to watch it online, uh, live, if you so are so inclined. But if, if you want to listen to Gumby's picks for that card, go back one episode, 266. That's the episode that we we got into all of that. So uh, this one's going down, same place, Satama, Super Arena in Satama, Japan. Uh, nine fights are on the prelim portion of the card, if you want to call that. They're they're basically treating it like a it's its own card. It's got its own poster and all that stuff. So, Ryzen 40, and it is in a ring. Sadly, um, one of our friends in the Discord sent a, a good clip of a Japanese fight that took place with a moat around it. Uh, recently, there's no moat in this one. Yeah, that was it's that's some pretty wild stuff. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what show that was from, but it it's pretty wild. When you decide waters is a good part of MMA. People <laughs> getting slammed into a moat. Yes. I, I thought it was a mistype uh, and he meant to type mount, mount, but no. Slammed into moat. mount. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you got slammed into mount, but no, it wasn't just the fancy uh, MMA move, a jujitsu move. No, it was actual an actual moat. No uh, crocodiles in, in it, um, unfortunately. So, all right. Um, like I said, there's what, nine fights in this card? Yeah. We're going to break down five of them after I tell you about WinBet. How's that for a tease? WinBet. Is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you have a lack of mini helmet problem, then I, I got a solution for that as well. Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest from now until the end of the year. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And I've seen the helmets and they look pretty, pretty cool. All right, um, that is that. Let's jump into this card. Uh, Dreykus Duplices versus Derek, Derek Brunson just came across my radar. Thoughts, quick thoughts on that, Dan, go. Uh, I just sent it in the Discord as well, so you can always get my first takes there before you get them anywhere else. I like that the UFC is matching up the old top of the division yes. with the young and up-and-comers because yep. they did that with, you know, we got Amavov versus Gapsalom. That's a good way to weed out possibly one of the old guys at the top of the division. Uh, Marvin Vittori is not old, but he has kind of been just, like, lingering there for a while. Now he's fighting Roman Delizzi. Like, just, like, any 
younger guys or three up and comers taking that spot would be huge for the division and give like a little turnover. Yep. That's what we want them to do with lightweight, but it seems the big name lightweight guys aren't willing to play ball. Uh, that is true. Um, and it's interesting that these middleweights are, but it could be just that like the top of the division is just like so stuck right now. Yeah. Um, that like somebody has got to do something and maybe, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky beating Islam Makashev will do the same thing to lightweight. Oh yes. Both of us are going to pick him, I think. And then they'll just be forced to do some, some stuff. Yep. All right. Back to Ryzen, back to Japan. Do you watch much of Ryzen, Dan? I do if it has a card like this. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, I, I'll be honest. I, I try to watch Izawa every single time she fights now because yep. um, she is so damn exciting. Um, not to bury the lead here uh, and talk about the main event right off the bat. But, like, if she's fighting, I, I think she's probably the best atom weight in the world. Uh, and, and as you know, I really love atom weight. So, like, you know, yep. that that's, that's sort of uh, one that would always make me watch. But, yeah, no, there's other reasons to watch this one anyway. Yep. Um, perhaps the first fight we're going to uh, mention Hideo Tokoro versus John Dodson, the aforementioned John Dodson. Uh, flyweight, 126 pounds is what they go by over there, but it is a flyweight belt. Um, I'm going to tell you about Tokoro first. Little Volk Han is his nickname, or the Magician <laughs> of the Ring. So we have the Magician versus the Magician. Isn't that exciting? It's wonderful. You don't, you don't but he's the magician. Of, he's magician of the ring, though. Yes, it's true. And this is in a ring, so mm, could could right. be a could be a huge yeah. benefit to him. Yep. All right. He's Tokoro, 35, 31, and two, five knockouts, 21 submissions. So he's a magician of the mat as well. 13 times he's been knocked out. Six times he's been submitted. He's three and three in Ryzen. He swapped wins and losses every one of those fights. Uh, he has he lost his last fight. He's fought at every weight class. Did you know this, Dan? I, I, that's not surprising. Yeah, he's been Every, fighting he's, for like a hundred years, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's got the. He's according to Wikipedia, he's he's the only man who's fought in every weight class from flyweight up to heavyweight. He's fought in everyone. Um, he was in Bellator. He went 0-1 there. 2000 was his debut. Two zero zero zero. So yes, MMA debut. So yes, he has been fighting forever, as Dan said. He also is a pro grappler. Uh, he's four inches taller than Dodson. We don't have reach info for him, so I don't know if he still he has four inches reach as well. Uh, advantage of Dodson plus three seventy five. A lot of these odds. Um, I did these breakdowns. I think yeah, yesterday, um, like Tuesday, and I just re uh, refreshed them before we went, went to air. A lot of these odds have gone really crazy, and this, these are this is one of the ones that have changed a lot. Dodson's be, Dodson's become a way bigger favorite in this one as uh, than he was uh, originally. So let's tell you about him, Dodson, the magician. Dot. Period. I mean, uh, 22 and 13, 10 knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight, which is very impressive. 35 fights, never been finished. This is his Ryzen debut. He's got one and two over his last three fights and two and four over his last six. However, he did lose, did, excuse me, win his last fight. He went 10 and seven in the UFC. He was three and oh on the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of uh, the season he was on. He used to fight at Bantamweight. 2004 was his pro MMA debut. He also was one and oh in bare knuckle fighting. He's seven years younger than Tokoro, minus 465. And like I said, I think this was like in the three minus 300 range when I did it yesterday. But it a lot of money has apparently come in on the magician full stop. Go ahead. Three three forty this morning. It was, was on, it? Wow. Uh, on dot, yeah. and that's this morning when I looked. Um. So so yeah, it, it's moved and, and it's moved for good reason. If you're just getting to this now, he's probably not much more than parlay fuel. Uh, like you might you want a hashtag throw him in a parlay, but like. 
I still think Dodson is by far going to win this fight. Um, there's a reason the money came in on him and people saw value at negative 340. Like he, he was a great parlay piece for there. You, you might even want to just play him straight up by a knockout prop if you see it. Because the thing about Takora is, is you're right. He's he's really good at grappling. You want to go back to, you, you know, he, he actually fought and beat Hoyler Gracie. In 2006, back in K1, um, he, I think he drew with Hoyt's Gracie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, like, beat Brad Pickett. I'm trying to remember, like, I, I remember seeing some of his, like, really old fights. And, and he fought, like, some real legit dudes and guys who were good at grappling. He was always good at grappling and kind of, like, iffy on the feet. But as he's aged, he's become more and more iffy on the feet. And he's slower. The thing about Dodson is, is even though he's gotten older, right, Dodson's 38, even though he's gotten slower, he's not slow. You know, like he, he's gotten slower, but he's not slow. Relative, yes. Yeah, it, it, as a relative name, but he's always been <laughs> fast, right? Yeah and, yeah. and like if you watch that bare knuckle boxing fight with him, which I, I went back and watched because I had not seen it because I don't watch bare knuckle boxing. Um, but he picks up like a 40 second knockout over Ryan Benoit. And his hands look great. Like, he, he still looks like he can box. So, like, I don't really believe Takoro is going to take him down. So, like, I think it's just all day you're going to see John Dodson outbox him. Yeah, and he's way younger and, uh, you know, probably yeah, yeah, Takoro's 45, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a, a very nice matchup for uh, Dodson for sure. So, Dodson is the pick, but, you know, minus 465. And it's probably going to even get even higher. Um may not want to do much with that unless like you want to hashtag throw it in a parlay all right let's jump off a couple fights up one weight class bantamweight's 134 pounds there uh yuki motoya versus hojero bontarin who you may remember uh montoya is it montoya or montoyo uh it's montoya right motoya no n i made him into uh brazilian didn't i <laughs> japanese motoyo Matoya is 32 and 10, six knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times, nine and five in Ryzen. He's won four straight fights and six of seven. He was the deep champion before this in Japan. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He's two inches taller than Boltorin, an inch of reach, plus 170. So uh, much closer than the original fight we just broke down. Uh, Boltorin, 17 and four with one no contest. He's been knocked out three times, submitted 11 times. Sorry. He's knocked out three people, submitted 11 people. Um, that's positives. Uh, the negatives, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's pretty durable. This will be his rise and debut. Uh, he went two and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's gone 0 and three with one no contest over his last four fights. He's not won a fight since August of 2019. He's missed weight before at this uh, in this weight class, Bantamweight. Uh, he was one low on the contender series. He's three years younger than Motoya, minus 200. Yeah, so the the hasn't won a fight in four fights is uh, a little bit misleading because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, one of those fights was a no contest that was overturned that he had won. He actually beat Matt Schnell, uh, which, like, in retrospect, is a really good win. Now, granted, yep. he did test positive for a banned substance in there. So uh, they don't care you about know, that in Japan, though. So they, they, they do not care about that in Japan. I will also say this. So I, I like Bontarine here. I, I think the number is really nice on him. I think he might be a little bit sharper with the striking than Motoya. Um, maybe not. Like, maybe Motoya just winds up surprising me here and looking a little bit better than Bontarine. But I think the grappling advantage that Bontarine is going to have is just going to be massive. Um, because, like, while 
Bonturin did not have loads of success in the UFC in terms of wins and losses. Like, if you go back and you look at the statistics of what he did in the UFC, he, it's actually so impressive. Like, you know, I mentioned the Matt Schnell win, which got overturned and now is no longer a win. But, like, you know, that in the first place is really impressive. And then if you look at his fight with Brandon Royval, he took Brandon Royval down eight times. And, and some of that is, you know, Royval likes to grapple uh, and likes to counter grappling. But, like, at what point in time was Brandon Royval like, oh, crap, I'm on my back again? Because um, that that's what wound up happening with Bontarine. So he made it a close fight. Um, and, and some people even, I think if you went back to MMA decisions, which I, I don't have open, but, like, I think some people re I remember scoring that fight for Bontarine. So uh, this guy should be head and shoulders better than Matoya in the grappling department. So I, I'm going to go favorite, favorite right out of the gate here. I'll take the other UFC veteran, uh, Bontarine. All right, we are going chalk again. Daniel is getting chalky with you, and uh, actually, there's there's one more close fight coming up, so maybe maybe he'll he'll get us some underdog action um, before we're out of here. But before we're out of here, I also have to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy at Underdog. The season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royale games, or even draft your playoff best ball team they also have a ton of daily games for nba and nhl plus when you use promo code sgpn at underdogfantasy.com you get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks this is underdog fantasy promo code sgpn all right what are we moving on to now let's move on to inoue yeah let's move on to bantamweights naoki inoue versus kenta tazakawa 134 pounds again um and that's this is the third from the top. So let's see what we got for here. You may know actually another not a household name, but Inoue Inoue has a famous last name, and he was briefly in the UFC. We're gonna tell you about Taz Takizawa first. 13 late, nine knockouts. Been knocked out three times, submitted once. He lost his last fight. He's an inch taller than Inoue. Don't have reach info for him. Plus 310. Inoue 17 and three with one knockout, 10 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Five and one in Ryzen. He's won six of his last seven. However, the loss did come in his last fight. Uh, he's one and one, was one and one in the UFC. He's three years younger than Takizawa, minus three, ten. And he's probably best known for his sister rather than for what he's done, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I think so. And here's the thing. I'm actually, I'm going to go dog here. Whoa, uh, that's a big dog, too. Yeah, and it was only plus 200 this morning. And I was like, plus 200... You know, so I was breaking down these this morning uh, before we started recording, and it, it, Takazawa was plus 200 straight out of the gate. And I said to myself, you know, when when the line gets as wide as plus 200 between these two, I'm interested in, in Takazawa. And now I'm saying after the fact, it's ballooned up another 100. I think you have to try for some dog money here because I, I don't think this fight is this far apart. If you look at the people who have beaten in a way, Takazawa doesn't fit the profile of somebody who typically beats him, right? Like he's losing to wrestlers often. He's lost to Matt Schnell back when Matt Schnell used to wrestle a little bit more faithfully. He lost to Sean Santanella, uh, Shorty Rock, who's who's a pretty good wrestler. And he lost to Oki Kobu, who we talked about last time, being pretty much a one-dimensional wrestler. So like those are the people who beat in a way. But I will say this about Takizawa. I, I think his length in the way he fights long could give in away a lot of trouble. Now he's only an inch taller and I, I don't have the reach numbers in front of me, but I will say just anecdotally watching them fight. He fights a lot longer than in does. He uses kicks really well. And, and two of you look at the types of people who have beaten him. 
it's like big power punchers. Uh, you know, like Kaya Sukara like beat him up pretty good. Although I guess uh, Ogi Kobu also beat him too with a little bit of grappling. But like, you know, guys who hit pretty hard have have beaten him. Guys who who could take him down and and ground and pound him out. But like, I don't know that in a way is going to do that. Uh, and I think as long as Takazawa keeps his feet for this whole fight. I think there's a pretty good chance that you land a massive underdog here in, in Takazawa. Ooh, that would be a massive one. Plus three ten. It would be a nice way to ring in your new year or ring out your 2022. Um, all right. Go main event. Heavyweights. Tayoshi Sudiaro versus Junior Tafa. Um, you mean another famous person, probably uh, more known for his sibling than, than for himself. It would be Junior Taffa, his brother, Justin, being in the UFC. Let's tell you about him first. The juggernaut, Junior Taffa, 3-0 with three knockouts. This will be his rising debut. He's 1-0-1 as a pro boxer, 23-5 as a pro kickboxer. He's an inch taller than uh, Sudiero plus 115 and he just fought right we just broke down Toffa like last month right yeah he fought for um uh was it ksw might have been ksw um yeah i think so I, i'll put the intern on it okay <laughs> um sudiero also known as takano fuji sanzo did you know that dan uh that's his uh sumo name if yes, i'm not he mistaken is, yes he's a he was a sumo champion before this have you seen him fight before I'm very interested in this man now. I've never him, seen him him fight. fight as an MMA fighter yeah, or a yeah, sumo MMA. wrestler. MMA. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a couple of times. Okay, you can tell us about him after I tell you the stats on him. He's six and one in pro MMA with six knockouts. He's been submitted one time, his only loss. So he's never gone the distance. Six and one in Ryzen. He's won three straight fights. He was the like I said, a sumo champion in the previous life. Four inches of reach over Tafa, minus one twenty-five. Are you ready, so, or is the intern intern still working here? So the intern got back to me. Uh, Junior Tafa fought for us uh, on that Brave 66 card okay. we yeah. watched. And you might remember on that card, too, I, I also faded him on that card against a plus, I want to say plus 450 underdog. His name was yeah. Nicholas Djurjevic. Um, and, and basically the reason I faded him in that fight was because I was like, Djurjevic is, uh, is a, he was like 44, I think he was. He's a 44-year-old dude who pretty much can only wrestle and he can't strike. But I think Junior Tafa's wrestling is extremely bad. Like, I fade him against anybody who can wrestle. And Djurjevic actually took him down. The 44-year-old dude took him down, was kind of beating him up. And apparently he's got two and a half minutes of gas in his tank. He burned all two and a half minutes of that. Tafa turned the corner and just, like, ground and pounded him out as soon as he was tired. Sudario, first of all, couple of pieces here that are interesting about him he uses that sumo background like he is really good in the clinch and with like hip tosses and like has a really low base he works extremely well in the clinch um he's a quite a bit skinnier than he was when he was a sumo like it, it's pretty clear he's like lost some weight and gotten himself fit so he's not just like you know kind of what you think of in like the ufc 10 range when there was a sumo wrestler in there like it, he's clearly transformed his body and in addition to that Low-key, like a very powerful boxer. Uh, he's, he's like, knocked a couple of dudes out. His hooks are All of his fights have been knockouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, some of them are, are TKOs, right? Like Right, yeah, he, yeah. He's, a couple of them, he's gotten guys down. Um, One, actually, he leg-kicked. Was it Minowa Man he leg-kicked out? <laughs> I think he, I think he, I think he leg-kicked out Minowa Man Um, <clears throat> in, in his, like, first or second fight. Uh, But anyway, like, yeah, he's got great knockout power. Um, you know, he, he, he throws knees well, 
so I think he is a terrible matchup for Tafa in that this is a guy who can box with Tafa if he wants to, because Tafa is just like his brother. He, he wants to throw hands. He's got explosive power. But sometimes when he gets stuck in a firefight, I don't always trust him. You know, kind of like I didn't trust his brother when he fought Jorgen DeCastro and he just flatlined him. So, like, I think Sudario can stand and throw with him. And if that doesn't work, too, I also think he can take him down and ground and pound him out because he's got some grappling there, too. So, yeah, give me the sumo wrestler Sudario. This is a dude who, like, low-key, I kind of hope makes a transition to fighting in the U.S. I don't know that he will because he's, you know, he's Japanese and he comes from, uh, you know, the sumo background. So he's probably already got a huge following. I think his coach is Ensign Inoue, too, if I'm not sure, if I'm another not mistaken. Inoue. Yeah, yes. another Inoue. Um, and, and, like, so, like, I think he's probably stuck there. But he's 25 years old and, like, probably as bright of a heavyweight prospect as I can think of at that age with this yep. kind of resume. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. And I, I think the price you're getting him at here is a steal, too. I, I think he's going to beat Tafa up pretty good. Yep, a very good number if you're that high in him at minus 125. All right, to the main event. As Dan mentioned, uh, Saika Izawa will be fighting Siwoo Park. This is the super uh, super weight. I think they call it super weight, don't they? But it's yeah, really it's, just... It's... It's basically atom weight. It's 100, 108 pounds, so it's three pounds higher than than our what we uh, consider uh, atom weight in the in North America. Uh, this is a tournament championship, but she also is is the champion uh, of the weight class. So this will be for the tournament and for the belt. Uh, the challenger Park nine and four with one knockout. She's been submitted one time, three and zero on Ryzen as part of a four fight winning streak. She was one and one uh, sorry O oh, and one as a pro kickboxer, plus two twenty. Zawa eight and zero, one knockout, three submissions. 4-0 on Ryzen, and as I said, the champion. She also was the Jewels champion. She used to fight up at Strawweight. She is a pro grappler as well. Six years younger than Park, an inch of reach, minus 240. Tell us why she's so good or why you enjoy her so much. I mean, she's just like, she's one of those people who has become, uh, I mean, like, she she's a grapple-first type fighter, right? Um, she, she's much better on the ground than she is on the feet. Not to say that she's not good on the feet, but like she's a really good grappler. If you've seen most of her finishes, like she's finishing people on the mat, including, including finishing Ayaka Hamasaki, which is like, uh, I mean, for a long time, I thought Hamasaki was the best atom weight in the world. And like, so she's great on the ground, but she's good on the ground in a way that's like not boring to watch. Like, even if you're not a huge grappling fan or you don't always know what's going on, she's exciting. She, she changes positions. She's light on her feet. She like goes for chokes. You can tell what she's doing, which she's just like very, very, very exciting when she goes for stuff. I mean, like if, if you watch her last two fights in Ryzen, she picked up an arm bar and a front choke in, in like very exciting fashion as I mentioned, she grounded pounded out Ayaka Hamasaki in only like her fifth pro fight ever, which is crazy. And she's already beat Siwoo Park. This is a rematch. Uh, they fought back for deep way back when. Um, and she like tooled on her there on the ground. Now, granted, Park survived, but like she tooled on her on, on the ground there. You mentioned she she is a grappler. She, she's got some professional grappling experience. She like also can just do like plain bjj competitions where she's like heel hooking people and stuff like that she's she's very exciting to watch if you haven't gotten a chance to watch uh izawa yet like just make make it a point to like go look up a couple of her fights because she's 25 much like our our sumo friend a second ago 
in perhaps one of the brightest prospects in the sport because she might be pound for pound one of the toughest women on the planet, and she's probably the best in her division. All right, so there you go. Gumby, it's going chalk again, yawn. All right, get your pens if people still write things down. Uh, pens and papers or pencils or crayons, whatever you use. Um, and I'm going to tell you Gumby's picks. Recap, Azawa, Sudario, a.k.a. Sanzo. Um, Takazawa is his big swing this week on this card. Bontorin and Dodson. Sound good? Did I get those correct? Yeah, that, that sounds good. Right. Awesome. So make sure you're up uh, at 4 a.m. Eastern on on uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve because you don't need to stay up late that night, right? Um, and 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 uh, watch all these winning picks come through. So, all right, we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. We're going to give you another New Year's Eve card that you can you can watch. Actually, since it's coming from in Europe, uh, if you listen to us in North America, you, you can listen to it. Before you're out partying on New Year's Eve, it'll be a daytime uh, event again. So until then, as Dan said, we got our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in there and chat. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA is the account Gumby Runs. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. He just dropped, he being Gumby, just dropped another episode of the Top Turtle on the podcast that I listened to today. Modestus Bukowskis is on it, and I... I got thrown because I forgot he doesn't sound like someone with a name like that. He's, he's an English bloke. Well, he's he, he's Lithuanian, but he grew yes. up in England. Yeah. Yes. So he's got he like an English, English accent from Lithuania. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then some other guy. I can't remember who. Orlando someone? Orlando or, Prince? Or, Orlando Prince, who we may yes. or may not talk about uh, as a little bit of an extra throw into tomorrow. Because both those guys... And here's a great tease. Both of those guys fight on Cage Warriors 148, which we are going to be breaking down as part of our Thursday show. Yep. There you go. So listen to the Top Turtle podcast. Read all their stuff at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, obviously. And as I said off the top, if you can listen to us on our actual feed, give us a five-star review. That would help uh, push us up the charts even more. Um, and we can get more more earballs. Earballs? earballs dan sure more sure. earballs to the podcast uh it's there's the there's the name it. for that episode more <laughs> earballs to the podcast more earballs i'm just gonna gonna keep it short oh and read my uh, i'm better writer than talker so you can read my stuff at moneymma.substack.com so there you go all right we'll be back tomorrow uh until then i will remain little Vulcan. gumby will remain taco no fuji sanzo and we'll talk to you tomorrow bye